0: Summer's drawing to a close. Usually I'd be traipsing through Europe by way of a Swiss art residency right about now, but alas, no more. And so we wistfully dream of August's past on this, the Avantist Guard of podcasts. There's lots to talk about, now. Thomas Hirschhorn is a curatorial theme for the final edition of the aforementioned Zomer Academy at the Zentrum Paul Clay. We also talk about Sneaky Teens, Batman's Secret Hotel, Nickelodeon auf Deutsch. Bull semen and Manifesta, the biennial backpacking through Europe after college instead of getting a job. So, whether you're into rapping pandas or critiquing the flawed museography of the Biennale system, there's something here for you. I'm Eric Wenzel, joined by my colleague, the lady who always has Erzatz Wechsel for her ketchup zu Betzalen, and our trusty sidekick, always waiting Quasimodo, like to swoop down from the rafters with his advice. Andre Calo. Together, we proclaim, I don't hate. This. I don't hate this. So let's jump on the number twelve ZPK and ride the bus into the rolling hills overlooking the Bernese Highway. <laughs> Just to give you a little background, the Summer Academy at the Zentrum Paul Klee was founded in the Swiss capital of Bern, or Bern, in 2006, and it took place over a period of 11 years. Each year, a different guest curator shaped the 10-day academy around a theme of their choice. A group of 12 international fellows, both artists and curators, were selected to participate. Academies include seminars, performances, screenings, lectures, and public events.
1: So how is the Zentrum Paul Klee? With the big umbrellas up... <laughs>
0: well I didn't go in the offices they're probably still there I mean the whole thing was like I would have liked to participate longer but then I was trying to cram everything into this trip so then I felt guilty for not being there long enough other years I've stayed and participated in more of the events and I've also felt like I was staying too long and then I should be like get out of there quicker you know but this one was like specifically about everyone participating. Every event was open and free, because in the past it's been like there are certain public events, then certain ones specifically for the fellows and the speakers. Um, but this one, Thomas Hirschhorn's uh, theme specifically was like it has to be free, mm-hmm. um, which I guess I can read. The Join theme.
1: the party. <laughs> That's
0: the. Poster. Oh, he does have maps. Cool. Uh, it's loading. His diagram is huge. Thomas Hirschhorn has lots of diagrams.
2: I made a graph. I make a lot of graphs. Who
1: is he? What does he do?
0: Uh, he's a Swiss artist. I think he's actually Bernese, So that's one of the reasons they pick him. Um...
1: He had so. yeah, no, a <laughs> big kind
3: of famous work. Uh, he had several. He's a very prominent international artist. But One of his works was related to the Iraq War where he filled a gallery in Chelsea with uh, mannequins that had a number of uh, large heavy-duty screws screwed into them and invited people who moved into the space to uh, take power drills and screw more screws into the mannequins. And this, they were covered in images of gore, and violence from the Iraq War.
1: That sounds like kind of not very
3: good art. It was horrifying, but it was really affecting.
2: Thomas Hirschhorn's exhibition Superficial Engagement took place at Gladstone Gallery in 2006. Andrea K. Scott interviewed the artist for Time Out New York. All the screws and nails make me think of a terrorist's bomb, but why let people hammer them into wooden posts?
4: To implicate them. In World War I, Germans could pay money to pound a nail in a wooden figure, supporting the troops by building symbolic armour.
2: Why pair abstract images with pictures of death?
4: It's very important that these are not just photographs of dead people. They're images of destruction. This man,
2: pointing to a photo of a body on
3: fire,
4: is not just dead, he is destroyed. I wanted a confrontation between destruction and images that could be seen as decoration. All the pictures here are just degrees of abstraction and fragmentation.
2: Time out, New York. Thursday, January 26, 2006.
0: He, um...
3: He built a series of monuments to various philosophers.
0: Yeah, he would have marathon events too. Like was like 24 hours de Gaulle. No, wait, that's... Charles de he did a, 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 but, like, a Gramsci hour.
3: monument and a uh, Deleuze monument.
0: But he would do, like, no, was it 24 hours Deleuze?
1: Deleuze, low track?
0: De, no.
3: Gilles Deleuze, the uh, post-structuralist uh, philosopher. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I, um, I feel like I'm lacking direction because I wasn't there with you, and I feel like Andre is more there with you.
0: He's more there with me than I am. I apologize for being European. He definitely did a 24-hour Foucault, Um, but he would do these, like, marathon seminar sessions, so it also makes sense that you would have him run a summer academy. Thomas
2: Hirschhorn has created a number of philosopher-based sculpture event-type thingamajigs, including Ingeborg Bachmann Kiosk, Deleuze Monument, Bataille Monument, Spinoza Monument, 24-Hours Foucault, and Gramsci Monument.
4: 24 Hours Foucault is an artwork made to celebrate the French philosopher Michel Foucault. 24 Hours Foucault is an artwork with different elements. A 24-hour auditorium, a library and documentation center, an audio and video library, an exhibition, a shop, and a bar with a newspaper publication. 24 Hours Foucault wants to be a battery charged with beauty, complexity, and thinking. I want to connect my brain with this Foucault battery. I want the public to be inside a 24 hour brain in action. 24 hours food court wants to produce urgency, listening, confrontation, reflection, resistance, and friendship.
2: In conversation with Craig Garrett in Flash Art number 238, October 2004.
1: No. I just thought of something the other day actually. Um, at the synagogue, they have um, like a smart board. It's like a magic board, it's like a dry erase board, but oh, digital. God, I hate those. I've never used one. That's besides the point. The point was, I was just thinking about like. Uh, I could
0: do this for 24 hours. <laughs>
1: Well, I was thinking about like those chalkboards. Those, um, uh, d- 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 yeah, you know, you know. What I mean.
0: His last name rhymes with girls.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> His last name rhymes with the opposite of girls. Yes. Joseph Boys. Is yeah. Chalk chalkboards.
0: Boards. And then you're like, oh, what a shame if you were on today, but I'll just get erased.
1: Well, no, I was like. I wonder, because it's, like, digital and you can, like, attach it to the computer mm-hmm. and stuff, I wonder if you can take screenshots of it and then you could just, like... Print it? I guess. Okay. Well, I just was thinking about, like, the aesthetics of that chalkboard art yeah. and as a representation of what... of the duration of a lecture. You could do the same thing with it Oh, yeah, you could do a time-lapse. Or something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Hirshhorn's like that. He's, like, all highlighters and markers and arrows and shit. Um, so, this was his sort of prompt for the event. Where do I stand? What do I want? It's all. No, it's not. It's just about having a plan. The plan, where do I stand? What do I want? is my plan. It highlights my position. It is neither an historical nor scientific document. And this plan is not about facts and certainties. The plan, where do I stand? What do I want? Is first and foremost a form. The plan gives form. I want to give form. Form interests me to give form. This is my work, in my work, in my art. with Every single work and with every exhibition, I want to show that I take a position and that I have a plan. It's about making a statement as an artist as to where I really stand, what I really want. It's about asserting yourself as an artist to take a stand. It is of importance to me to clarify my position, to maintain and defend it. For that, I need help. I need tools. I need to know which are my influences. I need encouragement. I need to be aware of dangers. I need to know my problems, and I need love.
1: Hmm.
0: Love for art and love for philosophy. Nerd.
1: (laughs) What the
3: world needs now is love for philosophy. (laughs)
0: uh, I guess this wasn't really as succinct as I was hoping it would be. The plan is the first step. (laughs) It
1: never is. Artists, am I right?
0: For the flame, the frame, for the construction, the sculpture, it is two-dimensional. I have a, I have to convert it to three dimensions. All my work are plans or collages, which I have transformed into the third dimension. I make collages in space. I never start from volume, but I always build up a plan which is sketched in my head. The plan, the form always starts in my mind. I'm interested in a plan which can't be worked out in a linear way, and by the fact that I need to interpret it.
1: This sounds like so many undergrad artist statements.
3: Is this for immediate release? Huh.
0: Well, I would maybe maybe edited some. <laughs> All right, we'll skip ahead. Contained within the question, where do I stand? What I want is the question to the other, what do you want? Where do you stand? That is the political point of the question to myself. I ask myself first, but also address the other. I want to know... What is your form? What does your I form want to
1: know like? what love
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like totally right on.
3: I need to know.
1: <laughs> I just want what, to so use he's like, your love tonight. tonight. <laughs> Wait. So I'm sorry. He's saying like his political like. He brings it from the personal to the political because he like is capable of having empathy and like imagining another person.
0: Well, I would say in this day and age, that's actually a pretty major step. <laughs> uh.
3: Hirschhorn's been criticized in the past for talking down to the uh. poor people that he is attempting to create art for. Uh. Yeah, the um, the library that he built, for example, you know, was like, all
0: photocopied and. Duct taped together, <laughs> way more useful. Wait, <laughs> like, it was magazines, like, a
1: zines? like he did. <laughs>
3: wealthy European. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what
1: if you tourists. take? What if you take a library? I mean, I guess and I'm not you a photocopy movie. every book into like, a magazine, and then you like put it back.
0: That would be a Thomas Hirshhorn, I mean, he does photocopy shit tons of stuff.
3: What if you fart in a jar and put it on the shelf in a grocery store? <laughs>
0: It's like that
1: can of the artist shit. Yeah, it would
0: be like a cheaper version of Piero Manzoni. Um, I guess I'm not aware of him actually doing anything in any poor places. It always seems like it's museums or public squares in France where they set up a ramshackle structure to talk about philosophy for 24 hours.
2: Thomas Hirschhorn's Toulouse Monument was located in Avignon, France. The Bataille Monument was part of Documenta 11 in Kassel, Germany. 24-hour Foucault took place at the Palais de Tokyo in Paris. The artist Bijlmer Spinoza Festival took place in Bijlmer, a neighborhood of Amsterdam that is predominantly populated by immigrants from Suriname, a former Dutch colony. The Gramsci Monument was installed in a garden at Forest Houses, a housing project in the Bronx. Oh, the
0: Gramsci Monument. Yeah, the Gramsci Monument. How do people feel about the Gramsci monument? Gra- Gramsci? Gramsci? Gramsci.
3: He was a Marxist philosopher oh. at the beginning of the twentieth century.
0: This is uh, according to Art City. Sorry, as long as they spell their name with an F in it and it sounds like a dog, the premier art blog. They just Sorry. reached through the radio and fucked us
3: over.
1: I'm sorry, I broke a
3: cuff. I'm sorry. Oh. Makes good radio.
1: <laughs> so dramatic.
0: The art world flocked up to a Bronx housing project to see what Swiss artist Thomas Hirschhorn had made. Over the course of the year and a half, uh, this is reading from Art Fags. Art, sorry, Art F City. Yes, what? that was originally what the name of that. Uh, And it's bullshit that they ever changed it. Yeah, it was also bullshit that that was the title of the website.
3: Especially because it was created by a woman.
0: Yeah. Patty Johnson. Well, I never understood what the... the, it seemed like it was... Mm. I don't really want to read this thing out loud. Yeah, no, don't do that.
3: Are you getting disillusioned with Hirshhorn?
0: No, I'm getting deli- dis- I'm getting delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting delusioned with myself. Su- I'm getting delusioned with myself. I'm delusional. Excellent. And I'm, and and I'm reading I'm this website out loud. Um. Yeah. No. I. I was hoping to, and maybe I can still find it, but I had recorded his talk, um, which did get a little bit long-winded, and I kind of zoned out. Um. Just like I zoned out when you were reading that R. statement. <laughs> And then we were texting, me and my friend were, because I didn't want to laugh too much or talk during it because I was recording it, so we started sending messages to each other. I could read those. What friend? Uh, my friend Bettina Malcomis, uh a co-fellow from my year at the Summer Academy, um, who is teaching in Johannesburg. Mm. Uh, from How beautiful. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the thing that really means a lot coming back each time is this, like, I mean, it is like an extended family or something. I love that so. you have
1: a note called Art
0: Ideas. It hasn't been updated <laughs> since March 19th. Um,
3: one art idea a year is pretty good.
0: But, yeah, the idea...
1: Where? No, art ideas are like shopping. It's like you have to try on maybe 16 dresses to find what that will fit and look good and then it will be too expensive
0: oh okay so the first thing
1: domesticated cats
0: um so anyway yeah i mean that's really for me the lasting thing more than talking specifically about this theme that was this year um which i also realized i could come up with my own summer academy theme because i have because this assignment i've been giving my art history students was like what is art what is art for and I was like, "Dude, that could be my summer academy." What is art? What is art for? Too bad it's over. Too bad it's over. Oh, I, I tell you, in the next five to ten years, they'll be like Blues Brothers style. Eric, we're thinking about getting the academy. We're thinking about getting the academy back together.
2: You see, we're on a mission from God.
0: Would Would you Would you play harmonica and uh, also do that? What is art about, or whatever thing?
3: When you were Dan Aykroyd in a tenured position at Stanford, you will be able to get the Summer Academy back together.
0: The pork pie hats and everything. Yeah. Um, No, but so what's what's really meaningful is, I mean, uh, the, the network of friends and people you're close with that have been created by it, and the people that each time you... You come to meet up with them and then you meet new people and expand it and um, that really was my engagement this year I would say more than the theme and like I said there's there's just because you know you have the fellows that are in it and that they kind of have this camaraderie and they really get into the content of what their year is about and I think that's also some reason why in later years I've not stayed for a couple of days because it feels a little bit like you know, being a super senior or a townie or something mm-hmm. where you're like, I'm not... You're, you're little, of course, invited to participate.
3: Looper. Where you get older and they stay the same age?
0: Yeah. But no. I mean, everybody gets older there. That was the other thing. I was like, oh, we're all getting grayer. Um, so some of the notes, uh, everyone was laughing. And then I said to her, are we laughing because he said production? <laughs> and I said, I think he... and." The reply was, "I think he must have meant prediction, or, or production, or destruction." No, that would be destruction. <laughs> oh, this is the <laughs> laughing
1: the laughing. The comment,
0: because he's talking about conflict and everything. The comment was, "Maybe he's at war with himself." <laughs> and uh... I
1: like the phrase "conflict" and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just you just talk about conflict and everything.
0: You know, with like current situations and conflict <laughs> and everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, all all that said, I think without being able to play, play particularly what he talked about, I don't know if I'm a good person to critique the situation other than... Uh, no, it was, it was very church-like. He sounded a little mm-hmm. bit pastoral. No, pastoral? Yeah, pastoral is like pastoral. a poem about a...
1: Is like a field full of a pastoral. Flowers. Is like
0: a poem about a low hill, right, with a tree near it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a pastoral scene. It's like a pasture.
0: No, that's pastoral. That's pasteurized. Um, no, that's milk or milk, as you say. It. Yeah. S- someone's. It felt a little bit sermon-like.
1: Sherman-like. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: I like this game. Can we keep this going?
0: Um.
3: This is constantly a, a problem for the Scandinavians and the Central Europeans, though, right? Like, ever since Luther, there's been... Like, every time you oh, open yeah. your mouth, you have to worry about whether or not you sound like a minister.
0: Yeah. Whereas, like, with the Southern Europeans and Italians, every time you open your mouth, you
1: have to... worry <laughs> <laughs> sounding like Chef Boyardee. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. I don't know,
1: you just said the Italians. What are yeah. you going
0: to say? I don't know, some joke about sounding like you want to fuck. What? They're no, very like sensuous, romantic, passionate oh, people. I, I like
1: my joke better. Well, <laughs> I can't
0: send this to anyone that invited me to the Summer <laughs> Academy. Um, so, so, yeah, I guess to certain degree... What else
1: did you do on your summer vacation?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I would say this event, for me, the, the talk about the Summer Academy would be lesser to my engagement in terms of like seeing people you haven't seen in a while and learning about what they're interested in doing and how their projects are going and sharing what you're up to. Yeah, schmoozing, but also this like really, you know, wonderful situation where I can text my friend in Berlin and say, I'm at a party on top of a roof with Thomas Herschmer, (laughs) which is really my engagement with the art world.
1: Like bragging?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was bad because I couldn't even really brag, right? Because I'm like, I should, like, take photos or something to be like, you know, what, what? Look at me. It happened. Ineffective but...
3: bragging might be a good subtitle for this entire show.
0: Self-conscious bragging. No, but then I just ended up having a really cool long conversation with a designer um, who was doing the... That's so not art. <laughs> Wait,
3: designer with two eyes? like, the Ben the Ben the Ben the ah! I, I got bras in Atlanta. Huh? Designer.
0: Is this a He's like, singer? Okay. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Is he some sort of panda? <laughs> some um, sort of uh, panda that lives in Atlanta? Is he one of the real housewives? Husbands?
1: I mean, I know that song.
3: Yeah, designer.
0: How do you spell designer with two I's?
3: Uh they're right next to each other. Like
0: designer? Yeah. You have two eyes next to each other
3: and then make an E. Well, no, in in Japanese it makes it a long eye. Designer.
0: Emoji. I thought the plural (laughs) of emoji was just to put another eye at the end and then that.
1: Emojim. That's how it'd be in Hebrew.
0: Are there a lot of uh Jewish emojimes? Actually, I saw this emoji the other day, and
1: at first I thought
0: it was like the woman
1: wearing the, a veil, but it kind of looked like a keeper. I don't know if there's like an emoji of a keeper. I don't
0: know. I, all I know is don't you guys hate it when you're like sure there's an emoji, and then you go to find it, and you're like, where the fuck is the yeah. lobster emoji? Yeah, yes. Yeah. There's no lobster emoji. That's that's what artists should be doing, is putting lobsters in them.
1: An artist artist. that.
0: Yeah, why isn't there like a really fat book emoji that just says capital one on it? What? And then a pile of books that, that have all types of capital. One. Capital one like a
1: pedicure.
0: <laughs> I could see how you would say that.
3: Samuel L. Jackson saying, What's in your library? <laughs>
0: So, how
1: is hours, Did you go to a tackle speech? So we So we cut. So we cut. <laughs>
2: um,
1: they
2: know.
0: Yeah, so I uh, went to the Manifesto Biennial. Maybe we need more beer. Oh grab one. Let's, because I brought a special beer that we'll talk about. Yeah, like, can we pause this and just, no, no, just restart? I'll be right back. Have Let, can can i have to pee. Let Nina have to Nina, do you want to talk by yourself? I
1: I mean, always, but what should I talk about?
0: I don't know, ask yourself.
1: I never want to shut up, and then suddenly I was given the chance, and and it's blank.
0: I never want to shut up, and then we get in the podcasting room when there's nothing to say. I
1: know. Should I... I feel like I should tell a story... Oh, maybe I should tell about that dream art that I had about colonialism.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's apropos.
1: Yeah. So I I dreamed a dream of time gone by. This is now the segment Nina's Dream, which... Nina's Art Dreams? Nina's Art Dreams.
3: When times are good in life worth living.
1: Yeah, and um, I talk this about... the door
0: doesn't latch, that's the problem. That's how the dog keeps getting in.
1: Oh, we go. oh, this episode is something else. So
0: I had a dream
1: that I was at this, like, school or something, and these kids are doing this art project. And one of them had a box. And on top of the box, it said, colonialism. And then I opened the box, and inside the box were napkins. And it was like get it because colonialism it like relates to how food is like taken from different cultures and then eaten and consumed and this kid had drawn like pictures of like suffering and like written things like justice on it and I was like no this art would be way better if it was just a bunch of napkins in a box that said colonialism <laughs> And that's the art that I dreamed of.
3: Can you take a napkin? I don't know. <laughs> like, like a... Um, uh, who's the the fellow who had the stack of uh, newspapers or the stack of... Uh, like
1: Felix Gonzalez-Torres.
3: Felix Gonzalez-Torres.
1: That's the other thing. I was at uh, a restoration hardware the other day, and there was like a beaded curtain. And I was like, What if I just, like, made a bunch of Felix Gonzalez Tauruses in my house and just, like, made a gold beaded curtain and went to the hardware store and bought some lights and just strung them up? What if?
0: God, even your dreams are boring. (laughs) That was
1: not a dream. That was reality. I really went to Restoration Hardware. Rusted Hardware? So, what's the story of the beer?
0: So, uh.
1: Andre, I hope you're not gonna drink that beer out of the glass I broke.
0: Of course he is. Oh, is this all me? I want some. Oops. Do you wanna drink the rest of your Mezcal or whatever? Your your Jolly Donnie brick?
1: Which was Jim.
0: Um, so, that's a Franzis Connor, uh, a drink I drank in.
1: Ooh, Germany? It's
0: good. Very good. Um, a right. bottle twice this size would probably set you back uh, one euro or less. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and it would be fresher. Mm. Post. Post. Zum Wohl. Alles gut zum Mittelkeit. Isn't it something like that? Alles gute
1: zum
0: um so after the talk or the you know the opening speeches and, and the whatnots <clears throat> we got on some buses and went to a dinner and I thought it, 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 uh, at some point we got an expressway <laughs> and we're driving all over the place and it also turned out there were two teenagers that did not belong on the bus that got on the bus <laughs> stowaways. Art,
1: art stowaways.
0: And they were kind of freaking out. Um, I like
1: that they were teenagers. And that makes it better. Their
0: values are in the right place. Yeah.
1: No, it's just like, it's not that. It's like, like you could convert them. Like, they could just be like, yeah, man, I don't know, I'm a German teenager. And then you, like, they, like, accidentally they walk onto this bus. You're right,
0: they were supposed to. And not from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a Jamaican German teenager. right? <laughs> like, German Jamaicans Jamaican. with twisted faces. I
1: have a new tie bag. And then they were just like going about their own business, like trying to go get some pumice or whatever. And then like they accidentally they're, stepped onto your feet. feet are
0: really callousing.
1: <laughs> Don't you know anything about anything? Yes. Then they had to. <laughs> They had scraped their their euro pennies. (laughs) They scraped their euros. They scraped their euros together to pay for the ketchup for their palmas because you have to pay for ketchup over there. Yeah, but it's also Switzerland,
3: so but you don't have have to pay for tips.
0: They would not be using euros,
1: really. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to embarrassing moments of Gina's life.
0: The Swiss are not part of. The Economic Union, in Switzerland, Whoa, in Switzerland. In Switzerland. the Eurozone. In the, in the Eurozone. Um, they are part of the Schengen Agreement.
3: You can enter without having a separate passport, but you do need to buy Swiss francs.
0: Yes. Wow. Things and are their I'm money.
1: Learning <laughs> just now. Yes. That's embarrassing. Anyway, they scraped their Swiss francs together to buy some ketchup for their pumice, and they stepped onto your bus, and then their lives were just. Transformed by all this like dry con- American conceptual artists that were on this bus. Um, I'm assuming not everyone was American, but I'm just imagining. You know, no, there was they're a like teens, you know, out for a cool time on the town, and then they like then you got on there and started talking about how square was the purest shape and a diamond was just a square turned on its side, and then like their lives were just changed forever. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, I saw I saw the girl, she seemed pretty cool. Uh and peeking around and got on the bus and I was like, Should I say something? And then I was like, Yeah, I'll let her sneak out if she wants to. Um, and then I felt bad because then we were on the expressway and then she and her friend they were like, Where are we? What are we doing? Where are we? Where do we stand? What do I want? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's art. <laughs> um and then we're like, oh, they should come to dinner with us. Yeah, and then they're like, you're going to have an adventure. And then when the bus got there, it turned out they missed some turn and some reason had to go on the expressway for 20 minutes to just end up at the other side of town. Um, so then that was their adventure it was just like, who are you? What the fuck is going on? She's just typing emphatically. Yeah, like in the closet? Where? How is the sound carrying?
1: <laughs> this is why they need to put up the foam in here. I said it once, I'd say it a thousand times. How how are you? How are
0: you doing? She could just put a towel over her hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not going to be loud enough to get picked up by the recording or that.
3: Luigi was scratching in his bowl because he had run out of water.
1: Oh! <laughs> he just sounded so much like typing. He's Ugh, welcome to the
3: 21st century. Clawing at a, a metal bowl to uh, indicate that he wanted it to be filled.
0: Filled with a liquid. Um, so then we went on the, the roof there and hung out and... Um, I'd always stayed in this one place, the Burn Bat, ba- Burn Batman Hotel, <laughs> uh, Burn Backbackers Hotel. Um,
1: Batman would have like a Swiss hotel that he liked to go oh, yeah. out know at.
0: But he wouldn't call it the Batman Hotel. <laughs>
3: it would just be called the Bat Hotel.
1: <laughs> the Batmobile. The Bat Hotel.
4: He must have dropped the Bat Radio. It's a very sensitive instrument. There's always the Bat Geiger counter. It's picking him up already planted radioactive bat pellets in his belt
2: what does gotham's most eligible bachelor have planned for the holidays skiing in the alps sunning in the bahamas and more importantly who's he taking
0: um so but this time i stayed at (laughs) hotel burn which i've always wanted to stay at and it's actually part of the best western family
1: (laughs) god that's depressing
0: but actually it's very beautiful hotel and i'm very satisfied in my choice uh
1: Arrest, well, of
0: I think At least in my modern adulthood life The only hotel I've stayed in in Europe Where I didn't share the bathroom With other people on the floor <laughs> um, And it had TV
1: You live in the high life now This must be We are new in the city and we don't And
4: Amanda doesn't go without her Never Come on, I'm with Amanda And you with me I'll give Gib's auf. Wie groß ist die Wahrscheinlichkeit, dass einem der andere gefällt? Vermutlich so groß wie, dass Gambi wieder lebendig wird, mich verprügelt und mein Fahrrad klaut.
1: Sehr romantisch.
4: Du, wenn es öde wird, hast du wenigstens eine Blind Date Horror Story. Wir brauchen schon sowas. Hab
3: dich nicht so. Überhaupt, was soll groß passieren? Ich bin da. Wenn die beiden Nieten sind, machen wir einen drauf.
4: Ist schon gut, ich komme mit, aber tu mir den Gefallen und finde raus, wie er heißt.
1: Alles Clarissa, mach ich. Hey, ich gehe zu einem Blind Date. Ich muss im Übergangsalter sein. Hey, ich werde ab zu einem Blind Date gehen. Ich muss verrückt geworden sein. I hey, was...
0: This is my favorite part, like, Hello, Mom. Oh, Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ferguson.
1: Hi, <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> that was everyone's Lieblings program, Clarissa Explains It All.
3: Ferguson. Hi, <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> Hi, Ferguson. And then, like, music, and he's like, Hello Mama. <laughs>
0: So, uh, on a Friday night in Switzerland, you can catch Clarissa Explains It All. This is
3: much like Shakespeare in that it is better in the original Klingon.
0: It is. Um, What I also like about it is you could have a really good pun on that show in German, which would be, Alles Clarissa, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Which is,
0: everything is clear, Rissa. Like, I got it. I got it, Clarissa. Is
1: that the title like a because that's a better that title a ka-
0: KC. Mm-hmm.
1: that's a better title than clarissa explains it all
0: i also like how they're like all german and then they're like blind date horror story And <laughs> <laughs> then later she's like ich, ich bleibe blind date gehen <laughs> i'm staying at a blind date and going on it mm-hmm. um
3: so blind date is the same in german and english
0: yeah well, it's like a compound word. So they're like, oh, already this thing is combined for us. You already know one is of those, appealing. You know these words that are like two words?
3: In French, it would be uh, un rendezvous des aveugles.
1: Well, that doesn't literally mean blind date, but like is that how people would refer to that in French?
0: Yeah, but in French, it also translates to a, a, a date where you're literally wearing a blindfold and someone yes, penetrates a menage, <laughs> you A menage
1: blindfold.
0: <laughs> Which is uh, sex with three handkerchiefs <laughs> <laughs> um, prior to that, however, I landed in Zurich for the manifesta biennial. Manifesta is the wandering roaming rambling gambling <laughs> European I got a beer burp coming and i 'm trying to be appropriate <laughs> Ew.
3: this is the uh the is Connor talking. The art festival that was born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus driving down Highway 41.
0: Oh, so romantic. No, it was more like a... What? what they have megabuses in Europe, right?
1: I don't think they're called megabuses.
0: Megabus is an English company, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm...
0: They're
3: called Uber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I learned that in Germany, Uber is Uber.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they spell it with an umlaut.
0: Yeah.
3: Oive.
0: vey. Um, so it was curated by Christian Nankowski. Have we talked about this at all? No. I was talking to someone about it.
1: <laughs> it wasn't me.
0: Um, so they were also like really bitching about the selection of artists and everything and the attitudes. And I was like, well, he's a video artist from the early 2000s. And they were like, yeah, and it totally reflects that. Burn.
3: <laughs> um, Video art doesn't age very well. No. Um,
1: it was because it was never good to begin with. A, a- Motherfucker. <laughs> so. Welcome to Andre's <laughs> Roast. <laughs> presents! Uh, no, are those presents? Just the, the guy who. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the manifesto guide. Um,
1: Wait, but you brought me presents, right?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going to stick anything in your mouth this time. <laughs> um,
1: Eric, what's your love language? Is it not giving presents?
3: Withholding presents. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the. Uh,
1: Being withholding is his love language. <laughs> luckily being withheld from his spine
0: thought I'd read the statement of this
1: directive.
0: the detective for immediate
3: detective. <laughs> media release
1: I thought it was directive I
0: know yeah, no, that would make more sense <laughs> that's why.
1: okay good just checking oh look at those little exercise bikes
0: the detective their detective Lay detective Christian Jankowski, Curator Der Manifesta Elf Curator of Manifesta eleven Commissar de Exposition Manifesta Elevena <laughs> What's Eleven in
3: French
0: When I first arrived in Zurich, to think about the concept for Manifesto 11, I trawled hungrily through the city as if it were a supermarket. (laughs) Supermarket. I drank your wine, I had your women. Wait, really? (laughs) No, I wish.
1: I, that just reminds me that there's like this marketing thing that they used to talk about at the Art Institute, that when you walk into the supermarket, you have to have like a really attractive display in the front, because it has to look fresh and inviting and exciting. So that's where really like they put the oranges. It's right when you walk in the door. But so they, the
3: cut flowers.
0: Yeah, sure. they, there's not a whole lot of oranges right when you come in the door.
1: Okay, it's a metaphor. So then, but like, there's something that's a staple that everybody needs, which is milk. But you could put it all the way in the very back in a case which they do it's in the dairy. Them. So they have to exactly. walk all the way
0: through the grocery store. Right. It. So
1: they're like what in the museum is your milk and what is your oranges?
0: And this was the... the.
1: That's the curatorial
3: focus. Of the... So it's then the, in is... a small enough museum you would hope to create a single object which is a creamsicle which is <laughs> a combination of both milk and oranges.
0: They're like... You know, marketing's like a grocery store. And then they proceed to give you a metaphor of a grocery store that sounds like they've never been inside a grocery <laughs> store because they just get everything on blue apron and peapod. <laughs> you know, marketing's like a grocery store. Like, the first thing you do when you come in is you check out and then you have to bag your own food. And what, really, what are we doing here? But other than we want to get customers who will pay to bag their own food.
1: It's Aldi's.
0: haben Sie Aldi? Aldi.
1: So, anyway. So, art is like a supermarket. No, the city of Zurich is like a supermarket.
0: No, he just trawled through their- I trawled through your city. He was as ravenous Is this- He went
1: Dirk durch, durch durch die Stadt wie durch ein Supermarkt.
0: Dirk Diggler.
3: Yeah, he went
0: Dirk Diggler. As I Here, said- Here, I'll read that first sentence off Deutsch.
1: Okay. Als ich nach Zurich kam, ging ich durch die Stadt wie durch ein Supermarkt. Exactly.
0: Und Dirk Diggler. Ah,
3: it, track 13. Of the sound effects record.
0: Oh.
1: Wo stelle die Kunst hin? <laughs> I saw that sentence.
0: Sipping. Musical explosion. <laughs> We're back in the MIT Media
3: Lab in 1959. <laughs>
0: Is that really what MIT was developing was the most the most cutting-edge, technologically advanced sound effects? You
3: should check that shit out, man. It's really great.
0: I trailed hungry, hungrily through the city as if it were a supermarket. It felt like I had everything to choose from. How, how should I make a selection? Where should I put the art? What should the biennial thing be about? Wait, I really would... What should this biennial thing be about?
1: Where should I put the art? On the wall, you dingus. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know you
0: <laughs> I die. You know, you say this laughingly, but uh in Berlin I see a painting show where they Well now nah, see I can't do the German syntax, it sounds like Jewish uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you say this now, but uh Um in Berlin, there was a show of, of painters, and then their prompt was, you can't use the walls. So they had freestanding stuff and things on the ceiling, which is really kind of like a wall.
1: Right. That's what I was just about to say. What is the ceiling? It's, it's like not a, a wall. It's like a
0: fourth wall. It's like a wall that sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what about, like, like if you're an, a conceptual artsy 20-something man and you put a wall on the ground? Mm. And you make it a pedestal? Is it a wall? Can you put paintings on it?
0: If Wait, you put are you it, it on you the because s- I put walls on the floor. If you put yeah, it on the ceiling, you gave your shit for floor, that already. I'm not like yeah. So then, what's your problem?
3: In either case, you look at the thing and you're.
0: Can you put
1: paintings on it for that prompt?
0: Oh, that would be stupid.
3: And I yes. know,
0: <laughs> but that prompt just stupid, so it would
1: be really good.
3: A half hour into the show, you're like, oh, my neck hurts. <laughs>
0: Well there No, that, that prompt to is it.
1: kind of stupid, and it would be a good way to be like, hey, fuck you, I'm just going to put this wall on the floor. It's no longer a wall, it's a pedestal, my painting's going on it.
0: Well, would they be parallel with the floor, or like propped up like they were standing? Like a I don't til-
1: know, isn't this a strange and interesting conceptual concept
0: now? Like a 15 degree incline plinth? No, like the wall would be parallel with the floor, and then you would just have the painting standing up at a 90 degree angle to the floor. Or would the painting also be on the wall? Or is a hologram? What? <laughs> How should I make a selection? Where should I put the art? What should the biennial <laughs> even be about this time? Professions are important, art. like decisions. Professions are important life decisions, and I am and I'm here by the first person to actually read this statement.
3: It wasn't even read by the writer.
0: Yeah. Professions are important life decisions. To be fair, you're
1: reading the translation.
0: He speaks English. You grapple with career choices your whole life long. As an artist... (laughs) You do if
1: you're me. (laughs) You do if you're an artist, that's for sure.
0: As an artist, I have made art with magicians, politicians, karaoke, video producers, bodyguards, and Vatican staff. Again and again, I have picked up on their worldviews. They don't like art. (laughs) Perhaps I feel so at home among these people because I've long seen myself as an outsider in art.
1: Oh, God.
0: And who in the art world is a greater outsider than someone who is not? A straight white (laughs) (laughs) male who's European. Well, or also just uh, anyone who's curating a biennial. You don't have to be straight, white, or male to be an insider to do that. I'm so outside that I'm directing this biennial. And who in the art world is a greater outsider than someone who is not at all home in art? Also, like everyone in the art world. All, all the administrators the that wish they were in business but can't be trusted with money so they're in charge of a non <laughs>
1: <laughs> All the artists who wouldn't deign to buy art that would match their home so they don't have any art in their home.
0: All the artists who couldn't afford to buy art to put in their home. <laughs> I made this principle of being a guest worker the leitmotif of Manifesto 11. Perhaps the
1: leitmotif. Was... A light aperitif. Yeah.
0: Migrant <laughs> workers. <laughs> what a leitmotif. <laughs> Perhaps it was also because I was, quote, changing guilds from artist to curator that my attention was drawn to the old guild halls of zurich they seemed to me to be an important part of zurich's history and inspiring climate but then by chance i met a german rock star
1: <laughs> by chance
0: udo lindenberg in the front of zurich's cabaret voltaire the birthplace of dada this detective who never slept quote quote unquote detective who never slept told me about his holiday in switzerland Udo sings about astronauts, race car drivers, legacy hunters, sailors.
1: You think he's David Bowie? Yeah.
0: He sings about grounds. He sings about controls. (laughs) He sings about capsules. This chance encounter was a good bloody
3: boring thing to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Now I was sure the concept would be about professions, vocations, and what professions can contribute to artistic representation. Professions are about more than earning money. It often seems as if the professions that people pursue and end up shaping how they perceive themselves as individuals, as how other people perceive them. After wow, we're while,
1: going back to the undergrad people.
0: <laughs> after a while, you speak like a professor, look like a model, travel like a businessman, drink like a barman, think like a banker... The investment banker has, in many ways, become paradigmatic for our historical era. In this sense, Zurich, a center of global financial trade, also has a certain emblematic quality. What people do for and with money makes this city tick. But how do the citizens live up to or subvert their stereotypes? What don't people do for money? Manifesta's 11's title, What People Do for Money, Some Joint Ventures, emerged almost inevitably from these considerations, and it is a ticking time bomb. Quand okay, rêve so that...
3: If there's one thing Europe needed, one more of it was a ticking time bomb.
0: <laughs> yeah, except when this one explodes, art's going to come out. <laughs> People will still be disappointed. Wait, wait, art
1: idea, art idea. Well, like, okay, I just feel like What if someday I'm curating a biennial, and then somewhere in some room, people made fun of what I wrote in the catalog?
3: Well, maybe you should do something that you can be held responsible for.
0: Yeah, maybe you should do something you'd be proud of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hope I would. But who knows, by the time I get to that position, I'd probably be so brainwashed and turned into a, uh...
0: I need to look up this one. So there were some crazy artworks, needless to say. Um... It also started with what I consider probably the best, worst way ever to start anything ever. (laughs) Uh, Exhibition-wise. Like, you knew you were in for a long haul when you walked in. Was it a wall on the floor? No. It was a freestanding wall.
3: On wheels, like Christopher Williams?
0: No. Although, actually, everything, you know, you're like, put them on the walls, dummy. Uh, Actually, everything was on welded metal scaffolding away from the walls, so you could, like, go behind it and look at the backs of the pictures. Which is
3: your very favorite thing.
0: Well, this, it's like many nice. things, is like, oh, okay, that. I guess this is what happens when you do that for every single fucking thing. Now, like, it is kind of neat to see a giant Sharon Lockhart photo and then see all the straps and struts and stuff on the back because Lord knows the front of it isn't very interesting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude.
3: Eric, no. can, I, can I ask mm-hmm. You yeah, and I'm interested in you as well. Have you ever, in, engaged in any kind of a computer thing?
1: Yes. Oh. No. Go on.
3: Where it was like you were walking around in
0: a space. Like a first-person shooting game.
3: Like any kind of a thing, like where. Like that
1: thing that you put your phone in, and then I almost threw up.
3: Yes, uh, that sort of thing. But any sort of thing where it was possible. <laughs> Whoa! Do, you like me to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a flashback to earlier in the evening where Nina was looking at a thing.
3: <laughs> like Doom or Quake or whatever. Yeah. And well, I love those. Or was playing, Dark Forces. I got forces. taught how
1: to play Overwatch.
3: And you enter a code and it lets you no know Clip, which means that you can pass through the wall. Oh, yeah. And you go through the wall and you turn around and you look at the thing from the other side in a way in which it was never intended to be seen. Yes. And this is very much like the seeing the painting from the back,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? It means that you're engaging in a physical space in a way in which it wasn't originally intended, and you get an experience that is unique. Yes. So why is, is this experience so commonplace in the virtual and so rare in the physical?
1: Well, there's no cheat code for the world to make you go through. A wall.
0: But it's not difficult. To but discuss. isn't everything about getting behind-the-scenes tours and shit? But you don't actually ever see the back of the thing. You
3: only ever see people talk about the thing. You never actually see the thing from the other side.
0: Huh. Because
1: maybe people don't want to. It's like how the sausage gets made. Well, I
0: you saw actually... a video of that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you want to see? Actually, I didn't take the back of any of them. It, well, I can tell you in this sense, it makes for a very bad viewing experience.
1: Are you seeing through the work? No. Is that one of those Gerhard Richters?
0: No, that thing that you think is a Gerhard Richter that's window panes is the apparatus by which the art is presented. Mm -hmm. The effect is that it looks like a web page.
1: It's hung salon style.
0: It's hung salon style. She said with utter disgust. Nearly (laughs) against against the wall, but not quite.
1: No, not even against the wall at all. It's totally freestanding.
0: Yeah, it's hung salon-style on a metal lattice, like a gazebo. It looks like
1: one of those collage frames you can buy at
0: Target.
3: Yeah. It's not exactly attractive. There's another one. It looks like some bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, the first, the, one of the first things I thought about it <clears throat> was...
1: It does have a pavilion kind of look, which is kind of interesting for a biennial.
0: Because there's a
3: lot of works like next to each other.
0: Yeah, well, I was like, this is as shitty as an art school show. And that made me think that this is all full circle because even though these are like uh, super successful artists that get full dress white cube shows um, this is like here's our video with headphones next to two photos salon style because when it comes down to it we were trained to make artwork that, that is a photograph hanging next to a flat screen with headphones next to a drawing and I'm a curator and I or you know a first-time curator but i'm someone that goes around visits art schools and sees things like this and, and it's thinks just, it's okay it thinks it's okay and then we all go around and we just look at this goddamn bullshit in this way and then he's like oh we'll do this structure of this and it was just...
3: but to be fair that's that's like what every biennial right they're all overhung
0: yeah but this was like overhung because then they had this freestanding stuff and then they still had shit behind it on the walls um if you would like to look closer.
1: So you didn't like this show, but you still bought the catalog, sucka. Well,
0: I bought the guidebook, which was 10 oh, francs. They
3: have those dope Sony monitors. Oh, yeah, that was
1: How cool. many francs to a dollar?
0: Like a little, it was about $10. Why well, was not going to pay 50 francs for the full catalog?
1: Oh, yeah, well, gross, no. Um... Is this where you had that picture of the Dada? in the bathroom? I don't remember. Yeah, you that was at the Cabaret Voltaire. and it really made me
0: laugh. The Cabaret Voltaire. Um,
3: but this was not the Berlin Biennial. You chose no. not to go to that one.
0: Well, because by then I, I was like literally like, I think this is my last Biennial. <laughs> ever? I don't know. I, was, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know when you, to keep going Then was things.
1: it a Biennial? Huh? If it's the last oh. one that you ever go to.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing is I got there and then I went to my hotel to check in and then they're like, you can check in after three. And I was just like, fuck, it's 1030 or 1130 or something. So I was like, can I leave my suitcase here? And then I was like, I probably should have asked them if I could have had my suitcase so I could have like changed and brushed my teeth. But I didn't. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So then I just went fucking straight from the airplane to uh, the manifesto. Uh, well, so the first thing you go in, and I can't remember why, but uh, they just have on a loop the scene from Tarkovsky's Solaris where they, like, readjust the gravity in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of like, this is uh, this is about working or something, maybe. <laughs> or no, they're like, oh, it's a really hard job if you're an alien and you have to keep impersonating this guy's wife. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, there was just, it was just like, it really just made clear. Well, first of all, it was like, oh, it's about labor or whatever. And, like, I mean, yeah, spoiler alert, it didn't actually tell you anything about anyone doing anything for money that you hadn't already thought of. Um, So there was, like, no insight whatsoever. But it was super pedantic, which I actually kind of found that funny because I felt like, is this written for, like, families visiting the uh, Science and Industry Museum, except it's about artists? (laughs) Because it'd be like, some artists aren't even artists in their job. And then they're like... (laughs) Some artists have to do other things to make a living
1: but... <laughs> so More like some artists don't have to do other things.
0: Yeah. And then there was one where they were like... Oh, I should pull that out. Where they're just like, oh, this is all good-natured ribbing.
3: Like a ribbed tea.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was good stuff in there, and I will tell you about it. But...
3: This is the radio of people reading things. Silently
1: reading. Louisville and Browse Summerfest. Save the date.
0: I mean, there was some cool stuff in the show. Don't get me wrong. What people do for me. Blame Van Gogh, but the myth of the artist as a romantic loner persists. Yet for half a century, artists have been hard at work deconstructing the idea. Representations of positions within the end. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, this is the first. Representations of positions within the art world exhibited in the next rooms are like credits at the end of a feature film. They demonstrate that the artist holds just one place in a complex hierarchy. From exhibition... <laughs> this is clearly lost in transition. From ex... <laughs> From exhibition invigilator... What? <laughs> you know, invigilator. I-N-V-I-G-I-L-A-T-O-R. Exhibition invigilator to curator, studio intern, and art advisor for those within the industry. And it is an industry. This is an affectionate, if satirical, mirror for I mean those it. outside. It uncloaks the many people who strive to lend an artwork value and meaning. Um, and then I went there and I was like, this has nothing about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the most memorable one, the one everyone was talking about, Um, you go upstairs and there's a doorway and it has a sign that says uh, you know there might be a mild order but this is part of the artwork
3: and that's what I tell everybody (laughs) Uh,
0: you then pass through that doorway and um. You know, astronauts talk about when you go out on a moonwalk and you come back in and there's all this dust and stuff on you and it's like like literally an otherworldly smell. It's like nothing you've ever smelled before. Mm. This room was full of such a smell like that. Like something not dead. Now, it was like the smell of death, but but not something that had died, but something that was rotting. Mm. Um the day later when I was going to get the tram I like subconsciously that smell triggered and I almost threw up um in this room was uh like a large white sort of frame I guess on the floor uh what would you describe it as That's I'm sure. grid so this white thing containing a grid of it looked like charred wood or something these blocks or uh, blocks of earth uh, but what they were uh, was one days of sewage from the city of Zurich Boy. Oh, God. that had been dried and pounded into cubes and then put in this sort of post-minimal earth art installation
1: it kind of looks like that um... what's her face why can't I remember anything when it's important was at that installation that was at the MCA with the tables that were upside down. They had dirt planted and grass planted in them.
0: Dirt? Dora Salcedo? The
1: Dora Salcedo thing.
0: I guess?
1: It really looks like... Did you see that show? Or did you boycott it because you don't like her?
0: I saw that show. You're
3: saying that that show of cubes of compacted dirt and mush was different from this show? Of compacted cubes of dirt
0: it was different well it was because those were all like those weren't actually like it was like fiberglass and stuff systems with soil sort of mm-hmm. aesthetically placed around it um, and then they said they carefully drilled holes to plant all the little bits of grass like it was completely manicured mm-hmm. um, I mean this looks more like New York earth room but it's more like New York shit room
2: the Zurich Load by Mike Boucher was a site-specific work located at the Lervenbruch-Kunst venue of Manifesto 11.
4: Mike Boucher reroutes and transforms the human waste of Zurich's inhabitants. In cooperation with the Woodhalsley wastewater treatment plant Boucher has made a new form out of feces and sewage sludge. Weighing 80,000 kilos it is equivalent to a day's worth of sewage produced by the city. Boucher conceives of his project as a collaboration with the city's entire population. On the 24th of March 2016, anyone who used the toilets in Zurich contributed to this artwork. The sculpture can be seen in the Lewenbreu Kunst where a specially developed fragrance makes the smell tolerable.
2: Adapted from the entry in the Manifesto 11 guidebook.
0: But it was pretty amazing and it was powerful. The smell was... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, but I also liked that it really uh, sabotaged the space because when they installed it, it was so bad the building had to be shut down because of, like, air quality and people not being able to work in there. Because uh, the building it was in is this former brewery that's, like, Hauser & Wirth is there and the Migros Museum and... A brewery. Yeah, and Eva Brezenhuber the Kunsthalle Zurich, all kinds of things, but a lot of galleries. And it's, you know, it's like a complex of art galleries and stuff like that. So then there's also this one instance where, you know, the galleries were open during this, so they weren't venues for the Manifesta, but they would like conveniently have a summer show that would have like artists in the gallery that are like upstairs in manifesto, but you could buy their drawings in the summer show which it was just like oh my god this is so easily bad like come on like really um so i really liked that that thing completely shut <laughs> shut it down like was just like, <laughs> like fuck you know like um
3: there wasn't a, a show that uh you and i saw where uh a gallery space was filled with uh something along the lines of medical waste which was the show in chelsea where the uh bull semen oh yeah was, that was u- a good show was used
0: ew yeah, Andreas Laminsky.
3: And you had an idea about the way in which the um, the galleristas who worked there had to constantly refresh
0: the work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I came Is in this there going once. where
1: I think it's going? I object.
0: <laughs> well, no, I came in there once, and there was someone like with a like uh, a Q-tip and like isopropyl alcohol, like trying to carefully tease the lint that had gotten stuck to the bull semen out of it and I just immediately had this whole story in my head about like how she was like the top of her class at RISD or something in the MFA program and then like got hooked up with this job at the gallery and then everyone was like fuck she everything happens for her and then like some of her friends that are like well you know we should go and visit her or whatever drive up there and then they're like we'll see her at a gallery and there's all this like you know, are we going to bury the hatchet or whatever? And they come in, and she's just on her hands and knees cleaning semen. Not cleaning semen off the floor, but cleaning semen on the floor. <laughs> and just this, like, oh, so this is the big gallery job in New York you got. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not a, just a story. That's a, that's what
1: happened. That's
0: what happened, yeah. That's and, that's maybe the art, right? Yeah. And, well, then I would, like, because, like, you you kept bringing people by to like show them and see what they would say. And just like, I'm not going to tell you just like, let's go through here. And then I always had all these questions for the people that worked there. I'm like, well, how does this work? Like if someone buys it, like, <laughs> and they took all my info, they never emailed me. So then the second time I was like, I'm just going to like ask them straight out. Like, did they come by? Like, do you have the like Latino jet pilot come by and like jack off in your house? Like, how does this work?
1: I'm saying that yes. it's site specific.
0: No, they're all for sale. It's New York.
1: <laughs> Everyone's for sale. What did they do for money?
3: Though, like with most conceptual work, like once you know what the concept is, you there's nothing stopping you from just like doing it. G- that's what i saying. Getting a bull.
0: <laughs> well, that was the part I was really disappointed. They said the bull, like it was like just shot out of like a turkey baster, like because that's how you get bull semen. What? Is that you
3: extracted from a turkey?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, didn't you ever see when Beth Littleford was a correspondent on The Daily Show and she went to a hog farm and jacked off a pig?
1: What the fuck?
0: On The Daily Show, like in the early days of The Daily Show.
3: And this is what bulls watch in order to get off?
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a thing. Like, Like, they don't bring the bull... I know to the other bull to the gallery bullet or whatever the female bull cow cow word is cow the bullet that's where (laughs) the word bullet comes from um you know what I mean like you get I don't know this like vacuum tube thing of it that says like caution (laughs) bulges and you get an eyedropper and then you just kind of sprinkle it around. I can't. Wait, just
3: for like ambiance? Just like everywhere? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's like perfume, you yeah. know? Just a little bit behind the ears. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, what are we talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andreas Leminski I think it was called Moondust? Moonwalk. <laughs> I don't know. The press image for the show is very confusing because it was like Neil Armstrong's footprint on the moon. But then on the inside it was like Semen is all around <laughs> us. <laughs> From the smallest say, bee like, to the semen. to the largest elephant, we wouldn't be here without jizz. I would like both like, is like, I was all around, around us. Everywhere how, like, we go, an astronaut
1: go. is like a sea man, like a man at sea. But then yeah. I was like, no, it's a space cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So Then I was like, a
0: cowboy—that's a bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. A cowman um oh shit, I wish I remember the whole lyric from this rap I think it's from the Batman forever soundtrack maybe not no that's where uh method man says criminalal individual
2: fly me fly me criminal for the dark night, working in the shadows of the city
0: where's the one where the guy's like he's talking about asses and he's like I guess you could call me an astronaut what's <laughs> <laughs> not
2: rockin'. With the I got. I get plenty of
3: ass, so call me an Is this Steve Miller Band? Uh, the drinker? No, it's like a... Some people call me a space cowboy.
1: That's what I said.
0: Yeah. Some people call me an astronaut.
1: All right. Well, how is Germany?
0: No, It's fine. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Subscribe, that's always cool. Uh, you can find us on the social medias that we sometimes use uh, when it doesn't give us mental problems. Our handle is at I don't hate this on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our email, I think, is also uh, I don't hate this at gmail.com. So send your questions, comments, and concerns. And finally, we've got a website that is I don't hate this. So that's cleverly named, uh, where we snuck the domain into the name. So that's I don't hate this. I don't hate dot is. It's very difficult to explain. <laughs> um, so we snuck in that dot after the th and before the is in the url so that's i don't hate th.is or as i like to say i don't hate th. .is so uh thanks again take care talk to you soon um your mother's wondering if you can bring home some vegetables for dinner